1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers stay top with a win and a clean sheet But without Alfredo Morelos A Yeti scores a vital winner for Celtic As they close in on David Turnbull And St Mirren won't appeal the red card Shown to Joe Shaughnessy at the weekend I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. And we're kicking off a big week Big transfers moving closer Big activity in Europe Celtic looking to move closer to the Champions League fortunes Motherwell looking to avoid Embarrassment against Glentoran In the Europa League One win in their last 15 games In all competitions For the not so mighty well And Stephen Robinson Sounding and looking like A man close to the end of his tether And of course Alec the big question Where do Rangers go now With Alfredo Morelos Now that Stephen Gerrard says It's easy to leave him Out of the team yeah, it was another good weekend of football, Hugh uh, Wins for the old firm The Dons are going along nicely with home wins over Livingston Gordon Aki's up and running, getting their first win of the campaign St Mirren and Ross County share the spoils I'm looking forward to a busy night Always a lot to discuss on a Monday evening But we can't do it without you So what did you make of it? 0141 951 1025 How did you see your team's performance at the weekend? What about the transfer stories? Anything else that's on your mind? Please share it with the guys 01419511025 Or Twitter is at Clyde SSB It is a Monday night though Hugh Keevans This is when you dish out the awards That everyone wants to win Your result of the weekend first please Motherwell nil Hamilton Aki's won Got to be that way Brian Rice is defending his players His team His town uh, And he's doing it very well From having no points at all they now leapfrog Motherwell by virtue of that goal. Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted for uh, Brian Rice. However, I'm going to go for Hibs maintaining their uh, good form. Mm. Got a little bit fortunate with the offside goal, but it's all about results. Right, your goal of the weekend. What caught your eye? I'm going for Scott Wright at Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen good choice. Are, Connoisseur's yeah, choice. They're, they're, they're working <laughs> under all sorts of pressure, Aberdeen. And that big SFA meeting to discuss the uh, Grampian 8. On Friday uh, They're dropping like flies uh, Craig Bryson dropped out Of the match At the Warm up stage um, Scott McKenna Couldn't come out For the second half They're dropping like flies But A great Move between Ryan Hedges And Scott Wright And a terrific finish I'm going to go for Hakim Odefin uh, Purely for his First Senior goal Gordon And a derby and the significance First one of the season So I'm delighted for the boy Having just missed the sitter Of all sitters Two minutes before it's as well how Exactly It's how you respond to the well um, What about your howler Of the weekend This is where I Leave you With some artistic licence It can be a refereeing mistake It can be a sitter A goalkeeping blunder Whatever you want What's your howler Of the weekend I'm going for Joe Shaughnessy uh, Bad tackle Got himself a red card And for the second weekend In a row uh, A team who had A one goal advantage Ended up dropping points after a man was sent off Ross Millen did it for Kilmarnock And they lost to St Johnston And now this weekend Joe Shaughnessy against Ross County St Mirren were one up He's off He's suspended now And the club will not appeal the red card And no wonder Yeah there's no grounds for uh, appealing that red card Hugh. We were discussing it earlier And I was actually going to go for the same as you Because I actually thought the actual tackle was ridiculous It was... Uh, it could have ended the boy the, the 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 speed the force that he, he hit the lad with, 
But I'll, I'll go for the linesman uh, Overruling uh, the St Johnson goal For the offside mm. it was, These calls are quite easy to make for me So poor decision by the linesman Alright 01419511025 That's the number you need To put your point to the panel tonight Or tweet us at Clyde SSB uh, Let's kick off With Ibrox at the weekend Rangers fans as has often been the case It's very much Well it's about the game of course But it's about Alfredo Morelos as well Where do you go from here? Is is this the is this the turning point? Is this where you decide to try and cash in if possible? Has the weekend changed anything for you? Maybe it hasn't Maybe you're saying that it's not a problem And you carry on as before Or has things have things changed in your mind? Let us know 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard says Alfredo Morelos made it easy for him to leave him out the squad on Saturday He says he'll only play players that are hungry and want to help the team For me it was pretty simple uh, And it's simple every week You pick the players that look hungry The players that work hard every single day The players that look ready and focused for the, the challenge that's coming up That's what it is today You know, at a club like Rangers When you've got good players, speculation's normal um, It's not ideal, but we have to accept it and, and get on with it But the most important thing and the vital thing Is that the players... Stay hungry and stay focused and keep an eye on the ball. Otherwise, I have to play players that you know are with us, uh, that want to do the job and that are hungry to wear the shirt. So that's what I'll do from game to game. I want it to be difficult in every position. You know, going back to the goalkeeper question, I want two good players in in every position fighting for the for the places. But um, if I see people that are not focused or they take their eye off the ball and, and they're not really really hungry to get this football club results, I have to make the easy decisions. And Alfredo made it easy for me. Well, he's become a disruptive influence in the dressing room, and you can't have disruptive influences and sideshows going on when the the season is as important to Rangers as this one is. So, it, for me, it's time for the parting of the ways. Um, before he depreciates in value because he's not in the team, he's not fully fit, and now is the time to cash in. Yeah Alex Lots of Rangers fans Have been frustrated Over the last couple of years Because they feel That Alfredo Morelos Gets a raw deal From the outside world Whether it be from Rival fans Or from the media And, and by the way they, they may well have a case on, on a number of occasions But when you've got The manager standing After a game And saying He made it easy For, yeah. for, for me to leave him out That kind of tells a story Doesn't it? Yeah without a doubt I think Stephen has uh, Defended him When he needed to do it uh, I think the fact That he has uh, More options uh, and the squad now Allows him to react differently Because beforehand He didn't quite have the options uh, In terms of his value um, I think they're in discussions At the moment Rangers where They knocked back A considerable bid uh, But they were getting Very close This was before The weekend's episode And uh, they're not A million miles away uh, I think it's fair to say That possibly In the next coming days They'll get to that figure I think I'll the stumbling block earlier on was the front loaded they want the majority of the money up front and then paid up over instalments so they're kind of haggling over that to try and get to that position Rangers so I think it's fair to say that potentially he is down the road and going on, on the way out of Rangers Well that's what Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray think which is all well and good but what do you think? That's what we're really here for so let's check in with Stephen in Kilmarnock what do you make of it Stephen? Now, thanks for taking my call, mate. Uh, a wee point to how you doing, Hugh. A wee point to Alex, pal. Um, I've heard a wee rumour that, well, it's on Twitter, so it might, it might not be. Um, Alfredo apparently had to just got a field more on the
This is the this is the wonder of of WhatsApp, Alex, <laughs> and screenshots and yeah. bizarre stories that that just um, surface. I'm sure you've you've seen this Listen, uh, today. <laughs> I don't even know how to what to say. I don't think that is the case. I, I genuinely don't think that's the case. I think you know with the internet. The Twitterati is just a story that's doing the rounds. Uh, I haven't heard anything come out of Murray Park to suggest that that's the case, but I think it's more to do with you know his application and training last week, and that was the reason why Stephen put him Steve, out. Stephen Gerrard's made this perfectly clear for everyone. Alfredo Morelos has a bad attitude, and he's become a disruptive influence. And Stephen Gerrard said it's easy for me to leave him out, and therefore. It's time for the parting yeah. of the ways And Rangers have to get in As much money as they can yeah. But the longer this saga goes on The longer he does not play The longer his fitness declines It becomes an even bigger problem So I think Rangers have to get it sorted Immediately I think we'll see him again in a Rangers jersey Stephen um, I'd rather get the money to be fair uh, Can I get another wee point Alec uh, About wee Kenny Do you think wee Kenny will be away no, uh, I know there's been uh, reports over the weekend That it was around about £14 million uh, Again, my understanding is that he's relatively settled um, And I think you have two comparisons here, Hugh you, you have Morelos, who's obviously looking to try and get out the door oh. And then you obviously have Ryan Kent uh, Ryan Kent's performance since the start of the season Has been really, really positive I think it's at three goals in five games He's settled And he's hit the ground running So, you know my, I'm, I'm led to believe that he's relatively comfortable and happy yeah. at Rangers the, the, the one thing that cannot happen Morelos and Kent cannot be sold One can be sold but not both And one wants to play for Rangers And the other one isn't particularly bothered anymore about playing for Rangers So the one who should be sold is perfectly obvious uh, Stephen Gerrard's praising the players though After a fifth consecutive Premiership clean sheet He was also delighted for Kamar Roof getting his first goal He says he'll only get better with fitness yeah, I think the players deserve a lot of credit for that. They've worked ever so hard and they've committed to it on the training pitch from pre-season and over the course of the couple of years we've been here. We're defending really well, we're doing the, the dirty work and the ugly bits really well. We've got balance behind the ball. I know people say we had too much balance behind the ball at Livingston and maybe we need to be more risky. I, I, I certainly respect them opinions. Um, but no, listen, the players have applied themselves ever so well on the training pitch and they're getting the rewards for it. Well, the pleasing thing for me is not necessarily just the goal, it's the it's the cleverness, you know, he can come short and he can link the play, he can run in behind, you've seen it just before the goal, he's good in the air, so he's got a real good all-round game. The pleasing thing is he's starting to look sharper and he's getting towards full fitness and full sharpness. I predict in the two or three games he'll, he'll be really sharp and really ready to go, but the only way to get there is, is to play and play from the start and, and that's the reason why I played him today. In the context of Alfredo Morelos though Alex I mean Hugh mentions it being a sideshow And of course it is That's not to say I disagree But on the pitch it's not like they They missed him at the weekend And they, they desperately need him Yes they'll want the situation cleared up one way or another But E10 starts, Roof starts, yeah. Roof scores Rangers keep yet another clean sheet Surpassing that long long uh, record For clean sheets at the start of a season um, So there, there was Plenty to please Stephen Gerrard at the weekend Yeah, if you break that down Gordon I think when you look at the five clean sheets That's a foundation and a basis to, to, to go forward uh, They look comfortable um, Roof, uh, I think he's he was saying a couple of weeks ago He was just behind and he's starting to get up to speed Playing that game at the weekend will most certainly do that Because there's nothing quite like playing match uh, sharpness uh, What did you make of him? 
I thought the first half I think him and Itton really struggled because of the way that uh, looked set up it's just a familiar set up it's going back to Steve Clark's days very very dogged very resolute 5-4-1 very compact centrally so it was very difficult I thought that when he went up off Itton in the second half I thought he was a lot more a handful because he was picking up nice little pockets Itton looked more comfortable for me as well Gordon because he was more the focal point and he was bringing people into play so I think the second half was by far a lot better than the first half uh, showing but I'm trying to re-emphasise here that the importance of getting minutes to try and get them up to speed more so than training uh, Let's bring in Ian in Blantyre What have you got for us Ian? Oh, hi there Hi, hi panel Hope hi. you're all well tonight Good thanks uh, I, just want, I just want to talk about the Alfredo Morelos there's, no, there's nothing worse than keeping an unhappy or an unsettled player at Rangers or at any football team I just feel that it's time for him to go well, Rangers aren't hold, holding him against his will. You know, uh, they're waiting to get the kind of money that they think is in keeping with uh, Morelos's goal-scoring ability. Um, but it would be to Steven Gerrard's advantage to have all this done and out of the way this week, if possible. Because hopefully. He, hopefully. Yeah, he and said... I totally agree with what you said earlier on about Keeping an unhappy player Just no, That's my word So mm. but, um, but I totally agree With what you said Ian the, the circumstances Have to be right For all parties Now Rangers are very close To negotiating a deal And and again It's how it's structured And I think that's Where they're at At the moment I think Lille are, are most certainly Want him to join Their ranks The player wants to go As well So I think For everybody concerned The quicker they get To that actual deal Then they can actually Kind of shake hands And move on I mean Hugh He won't be He's not the first player To Want to move and therefore not be quite able to give everything to, to the current club, and he certainly won't be the last. How many players no. have we seen when it gets close to this time? They maybe dig their heels in a little bit, and, and eventually it gets sorted out. Is this just a familiar story playing out in yeah. front of us? But the danger is that if Leo come back and say to Rangers, "Well, listen, things appear to have changed here. You know, he's not in your team. You're saying his attitude's poor. Uh, it strengthens Leo's bargaining." Position And undermines Rangers Bargaining position And that's why I say Before it goes any longer You need to get it done Before Morelos Spends another Game on the bench Or not on the bench at all And on and on it goes And he becomes A a depreciating asset Mm. Same question to you Ian then What's your gut telling you At the moment Do you think we see Morelos in a Rangers jersey again? No Absolutely not Because he's just He's He's his attitude, as the first caller said, Stephen said, uh, his attitude is really bad. His attitude's bad mm. at the moment. I mean, Alex, we have seen, not identical, but similar situations before where sometimes yeah. things do get smoothed over and he manages to come back in and and put on a good showing and then eventually, in time, because we've got a couple of months left of the transfer window, what, what are your own sort of feelings on it? Gordon, I've actually seen, I've seen it, I've seen all sorts of scenarios to this type of uh, problem. And uh, what you have at the moment is the the player wants to go, Leo wants to sign him, Rangers are looking to try and get the best deal. Now, if that doesn't materialise, and Hugh says, and they pull off and they go somewhere else, then you have to reevaluate where you are. You have to sit the player down. You have to see where he is. You have to see if there's anyone else in the in the ballpark interested in taking him on board. And then you never say never because players have come back. And done a turn over over the the time that we've seen. Ian, thank you very much. Thanks for getting in touch with the guys tonight. Craig is next up on the line. What's your take on it, Craig? 
Oh, hi guys, how are you doing? Um, I, I've got to be honest, I mean, it's, it's difficult, obviously. I, I had thought initially after the, the real office had come in and I thought to myself, well, you know what, maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't be bad if he stayed and certainly when he, you know, he got his goals um, and, and assists in the first three games, I thought, well, you know, he's maybe, you know, maybe he's actually doesn't as bad as what it might appear, but clearly if Steven Gerrard is now saying that it was an easy decision for him to leave out a player who over the course of a season scored nearly, you know, scored like 30 goals for the team. It seems to me, you know, what is he actually doing or not doing in, in, in training? You know, what is he refusing to take part in training exercises? Is he just, you know, walking while everybody I, else I, is I, running? I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I think Stephen, no, he trained on Friday here. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard, the consummate professional himself as a player at Liverpool. He knows when he's got someone on his hands who's not putting in a proper shift and he doesn't like the look of Morelos in training. He doesn't like uh, the look of him on match days when he shows no interest in playing and therefore, at the moment, the consummate professional that is Steven Gerrard won't have someone like that about the place and that's why Morelos was not included in the list of 20 players to play uh, a against Kilmarnock at the weekend so it would appear from this distance the only thing that can be done now is to get Morelos off the premises as quickly and as lucratively as you can I mean Alex there's a bit of second guessing going on here we weren't at training last week neither was Craig and he's asking what what does that look like you know what is it that causes Stephen Gerrard to say he made it easy for me to leave him out it may well just uh, it, it, we're obviously speculating that it was Friday, Gordon, but it could be in the lead up to. Well, it could have been a week, couldn't it? It could just be an accumulation. And it may well just have been his body language, and you know, you're looking at guys that are hungry, charging about. Now, this is just speculation because we don't know what was going on during the week. But if somebody's not putting his cell about, you think to yourself, do I throw him in when there's guys kind of busting a gut to try and get into that squad? So he's made the call. Uh, Morelos will obviously not be happy. He'll get his representatives to, to speak to Leo. And again, behind the scenes, I'm absolutely certain, certain mm. that, the, that the wheels are in motion. What do you make of the the sort of the way that Stephen Gerrard's gone about it, Craig? Because I don't think there's a, a handbook for this type of thing. But he, he could maybe have stuck him on the bench and not really said much about it, and said that you know he wanted to give Eton and Roof a chance. But you know he was pretty clear at full time, wasn't he? Oh, he was, and I think you know, for me, there, there is you know, obviously, if Morelos goes, I do think. And, you know, it would be a requirement to bring in another striker because you know Ruth and Eaton have been good. Um, Defoe is also a good player, but I don't think any of the three of them are the kind of strikers that are going to win your league title. However, I do feel like what it has done for Gerard in terms of it's kind of forced his hand into changing things, and I think for me that can only be a positive because he's handled Morelos well enough, but over the course his time at Rangers. It's not very often that he's actually changed an awful lot. I mean, I felt I was massively disappointed last week when they drew now out of Livingston because I felt it becomes predictable because we go to these games, we set up the same way with one striker instead of changing it, playing two strikers, maybe three. Now that Morelos is, I think, clearly on the way out, that gives him that food for thought because I don't think either Eaton or Ruth necessarily are the kind of strikers that you could play every game as a lone striker. So I think it's going to change how he sets up, and I think we could see, you know, Rangers going for the two strikers or um, 
all that going forward. But for me, it, before you get rid of Morelos, you need to have identified who you're going to bring in. And I wonder if he's handled that part of it yet. I wonder if he knows who he wants to bring in when Morelos goes. And that's maybe why they're holding out for more money as well. Because if he's, getting, he's eyeing somebody that's going to cost him however much, he might feel like they need, you know, that mm. they need the full amount of money they're asking for in order to uh, afford the uh, person. Just, just quickly, because we're, we're a bit short in time, are the replacements not already there, Alex? Is well, well, you've most certainly got three strikers opposed to two last year. Whether they bring another one, complement it and try and, you know, go, depends again how, how much money, who's who they're going to identify. But getting back to Craig's point, I know we have gone to the break, I've seen a bit of variation at the weekend go and I've seen them go a lot more direct than I've ever seen since Steven Gerrard came to the club particularly in the first half to try and get them stretched and then you went with the two strikers one off one uh, you know long so you know there was variation there Craig thank you very much that was Craig and Cumbernauld what about the game at Tannadice on Saturday evening Celtic winning against Dundee United Albion Ayeti announcing himself with a late winner what did you make of it we'll hear from you and Neil Lennon next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on all of the weekend's biggest talking points, Neil Lennon says Celtic's performance against Dundee United deserved more of an emphatic scoreline. He believes they'll get better as the season goes on. It's a great performance and a great win. You know, the only thing that's disappointing me is the scoreline you know we should have won the game very very comfortably indeed so you got to play credit to Dundee United or Sigrist in the goal made a couple of great saves but we were a little bit loose in the final third but you know the performance was really good from 25 minutes on you know we were outstanding I don't think they're a top, top uh, form just yet so we're still trying to we're all tr- still trying to find that but the attitude today was brilliant and some of the football was tremendous and you know, we deserved, I felt better out of the game, but, um, you know, we'll take the win. You know, we flashed a lot of balls across the face of goal or we hit the first man. So our decision making, you know, will get better, you know, as we go along. Uh, but, you know, we'd, I don't know, 20 plus attempts on goal. You know, I don't know how many crosses were put in, double figures on corners. So it was a pretty dominant performance. And like I said, we got what we deserved. Benji Segrist in the Dundee United goal was fabulous. Uh, he did defied and denied Ryan Christie, who made it a, a hat trick uh, against a lesser goalkeeper. And Dundee United, for me, one of the most interesting things happening this season. Mickey Mellon has got a very good team. Energy levels fantastic. Young players like Logan Chalmers. If you're old enough, you're good enough. Which was the old Jim McLean philosophy at Dundee United. Uh, so Celtic had their work cut out for them and. A Yeti, his confidence will be greatly boosted by scoring that goal. Uh, it was a good game. Celtic were seven minutes away from doing another bit of damage, but hung on in there, which has been the story of their nine mm. in a row. Uh, let's see what Jerry and Cole Winning made of it. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call tonight. Um, watch the game on Saturday. I know Neil's saying that you know we could have scored a lot more goals. Maybe on another day if we would have, but. When we did win the game, it was because he changed the formation to 3-5-2. And I think that was what we should be doing going forward now. You know, regardless of what happens with Lee Griffiths, we've got three fit strikers. So I want to see 3-5-2. And that would mean dropping one player in particular who I've not been impressed with, Mohamed El Yunusi. I don't know what this guy's doing to justify his position in the team. I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, Kent has been superb for Rangers. El Yunusi hasn't come close to that. He's not beating any men. He's not playing any killer passes to the box. He's not scoring goals. I know he scored against Reykjavik, but 
that's an amateurized landing team, so I don't really count that. But domestically, he's not justifying his position in that team. Um, I've got other points as well to make about the referee. I thought, once again, Andrew Dallas, very, very poor at the weekend. Um, there were three occasions when Mark Connolly got, uh, should have been booked. One was a particularly nasty challenge on Edward. And I, I just feel this, this goes back to the, the Kieran Tierney interview from last week. You know, the media kind of jumped on the bandwagon about the abuse he got from Celtic fans. And I, and I think those fans should be ashamed of themselves. I'm not condoning that behaviour. But the bigger story for me was the injuries Kieran Tierney picked up in Scotland over the last few years. Potentially career-ending injuries. And I really feel that referees in this country have to start clamping down on these sort of ta- this sort of tackling and behaviour from players, uh, particularly the teams like uh, your Livingstons and your Kilmarnocks, Alan Powell last season and Jeremy Frimpong. Um, somebody's going to get seriously hurt. Kieran Tilly was seriously hurt. And I think that's one of the major reasons why he left this country. I know he's doing it to advance his career, but I think that hastened his departure from Scotland. Well, to, to be fair, Jerry, and as, I'm not saying Kieran Tierney wasn't on the receiving end of heavy challenges, but his major in- injury problems, the one which had him playing through the pain barrier, the one which you know made life difficult to begin at Arsenal, wasn't as a result of of tackle. It was pelvic problems. I can't remember the exact Most medical. Tight, yeah, I'm glad Doctor Ray is with us. You know, that's not Pleasure. that's not Let's as remember. a result of of, no, no, no. of received tackles. Let's remember the the one and only reason why Kieran Tierney left this country. To go to Arsenal was £25 million. That was money that Celtic could not possibly turn down. It was a career opportunity that Kieran Tierney couldn't possibly turn down. Uh, And therefore, he didn't leave because he feared serious injury by playing in Scotland. But the the one way in which I will agree with Jerry, there's some terrible tackling going on. Uh, Joe Shaughnessy, we highlighted... um, Michael O'Halloran at St Johnston sent off earlier in the season again for horrendous tackles. Uh, there's a lot of it going on, and referees are going to have to clamp down on it. But what what more can they do other than show a red card and the player gets suspended? But managers should be outlawing that type of tackling inside their club. It's up to the ref, I suppose, isn't it? To Uphold the rules of the game Jerry in particular Wasn't happy with Mark Connolly yeah. Was he Fortunate uh, It's the way he plays Gordon He is very aggressive He likes to get tight to people And he likes to leave A mark on him as well It's just uh, the, And I have to say Actually the, the whole of the Dundee United team Are quite aggressive In the oh. way they're going About their business I actually quite like it In terms of you know, Getting in people's faces In a particular style Especially when you're playing Against better opposition As they were at the weekend and, and I agree with Jerry in terms of they have to watch, you know, the, the referees have to clamp down and uh, numerous fouls, Gordon, because it just kind of tots mm. up. And I think they're overlooking that. But going back to DT's point, and to really, Ayeti scoring after coming on nine minutes, which is great. It's good. His confidence is brilliant. But when you look at the options that Celtic have at their disposal, when you're bringing guys like Forrest, Ayeti, Klamala So they've got good options To mix it up when they can And, and I think that One of his points earlier on In terms of the 3-5-2 That's a variation Which allows you to fire Another player further forward Gordon And, and just overwhelm Dundee United Jerry do you feel like That's something Celtic Will look to do As soon as a Yeti's Fit enough to start games Well I hope so Gordon But um, if I could just go back To the Elianusi uh, Neil Lennon seems to like him But I, I honestly don't know What he brings to the team And we're not going to play 3-5-2 with him in the team Because he's not a wing-back um, I really don't know what he's doing to justify his position, to be honest with you. Um, he seems a bit of a waste of a jersey, in my opinion. No one. I'm not quite harsh, but I really honestly can't see... You know, Chris Sutton was on saying he might be player of the year. I must be watching a totally different guy, because I, I see no impact from him whatsoever. Well, no one is in the Celtic team 
on a free pass. Uh, James Forrest had to drop out for uh, Olivier and Sham at the weekend. Uh, James Forrest uh, you know, has been a fantastically successful player with Celtic, but if Neil Lennon thinks you should sit it out, you sit it out. And that will apply to Mohamed El Yunusi as well. Um, for me, it's too early in the season to, to say... Cast him aside. Well, yeah, what's he bringing to the team? Why is he getting the jersey? It's just simply too early for that kind of judgment. I think Gordon, sorry, I was just going to say he, he obviously seen enough Neil Lennon and him last year, Hugh, that he wanted to bring him back. Mm. So you know, and he's mm. starting as well. So he's obviously got confidence. In him. Final word to you, Jerry. Yeah, I just, I just really don't see what he brings to. If I could just bring back to the key Tenny issue, I'm not denying sure that he wanted to leave Celtic for better career opportunities and money. But Alex, Alex's attitude of you know laying one in there, laying a marker on a player. It's just a very old-school, backward attitude. Sorry to say, Alex, and I think it really goes to the root of many of the problems Scottish football has. Why, you know, every time we fail to qualify for a tournament, we ask the same questions, but we never come up with the answers. Maybe actually trying to play football instead of trying to hurt your opponent might be a start. See, see the thing is, though, Jerry, do you expect Dundee United to go toe-to-toe with Celtic uh, in football in terms? They actually did a not-bad job compared to some teams, didn't yeah. they? But I, I take I, the point. I'm talking about... T- Purest football You attack, we attack They'll get absolutely terrorised And you have a particular style of player in there Who are not at the same level And it's across the board Where you try and lay something on someone Jerry Inco winning Thanks for getting in touch Neil Lennon says Albion and Yeti will benefit From getting a goal so early In his Celtic career uh, On the three-five-two that Jerry mentions mm. And the manager says That actually suits Sodson Edward Delighted for a jetty, you know, it's always good for a striker to come in and make an early impact. You can see he's not match fit yet, but that'll do his confidence the world of good. He did great to keep it alive, you know, because sometimes you're thinking he's going to flick it into the goalie's arms and it'll die, but he kept it alive and then, you know, flashed a great finish and I thought some of his link of play was good as well. But, you know, he's he's a work in progress at the minute, you know, in terms of his fitness. Would you prefer two up front regularly, you I think it suits Hudson at times as well, you know, but the good thing is we can be flexible with it, you know, and um, we've got the personnel to, you know, if we need to go three. Sometimes it works for you, Pete, sometimes it doesn't. I'm not saying I'm a, a tactical genius, it's just sometimes common sense comes into your thinking and how can we get this guy on the pitch and, you know, augment what we've already got. So, you know, we felt the, the three might, you know, just make us a little bit more dangerous and get another one flashing across the goal but you know the 4-3-3 you know I thought we played very well in that as well I thought Uncham was really good he was unfortunate to come off I thought he had a good game you know we just didn't have a shooting boots on today Brian what did you make of it? Well can I first of all just get a shout out before we go because my best pal Tommy has been in Iraq stuck through the lockdown he's listening to you guys he's got the app Tommy Cummins from Sterling Say hello to him guys Please Because he's a big fan You've just done it No problem with that at all Hugh Keevans Do your best George right. Bowie Give Tommy a shout out Yeah Tommy uh, Good good to know that you're listening to us Tommy Stay well And now we've got bits and pieces for you uh, After Hugh Keevans <laughs> Anyway Brian uh, On you go Anyway Right so Listen I, I've said before And I, I get this phase A multitude of Celtic supporters Celtic have got no right to win anything At no point In the season just because we've got the greatest squad or the best team, if you go out and you work hard, now look, taking it on Saturday night's game, right? We could have we could have scored easily five or six goals there, and everybody would be talking about, oh, that them steamrolled over Dundee United. Dundee United come out with a game plan, and quite rightly so, they're not going to go hey, at Celtic. Let's just roll over, get a belly tickled up at the rain ground. But what I, what I like about what happened on Saturday, 
what doesn't happen at the Kilmarnock is that the, the tenacity that Celtic have, the, the tenacity here, and that's what makes champions. It's not the days when they're scoring seven and eight goals against teams. It's when they get the one-nothing wins, when they have to roll the sleeves up. Some days they have to wear boiler suits, other days they wear tuxedos. Saturday night was a, was a boiler suit day, and I fully applaud Dundee United's attitude to going at the game, working hard, but not one shot really bothered. I think possibly one, in fact, you know, I can remember back, Barkas had not today. The, their goalkeeper will keep them in the league, and we'll see them up the league a wee bit today because that's a great find for them. I think so, to be fair to me, Mickey Mellon, uh, more than his goalkeeper, the goalkeeper's great, but it's the the work ethic he's got there. Uh, it's the ability to mix um, experienced guys at the back, like Mark Reynolds, Connor, um, and I have Logan Chalmers in there as well, teenager. Uh, so you were right. Brian, to use the Mickey Mellon quote after the game, not going to roll over and have Celtic tickle their bellies. Uh, but the story of nine in a row and how Celtic arrived at where they are today is of doing things the way they did it at Tannadice when they've had a great goalkeeper defying them all night. They've kept going and kept going and eventually the goal came. Yeah, I mean, Alex, you, I think you mentioned it or you referenced it earlier on. on. On one hand, of course, you give Celtic credit for finding ways to win Absolutely. games. And then on the other, you acknowledge that it's tough for teams like Dundee United when Celtic bring on £8 million worth of strikers and the last player to be named Scotland's Player of the Year. So that's that's what these teams are up against. Yeah. Yes, it, it can, of course, it can be hard and well done to Dundee United. But when you've got that left in reserve Then you should win games Yeah, when you've got that firepower Gordon And that's exactly where Celtic are at They have options to come off Change games They can options to Almost three up Klamala Ayeti Edward So you've got all these options Going offensive And it's like the Alamo So you have to recognise Dundee United's part in that Gordon Where they've done ever so well They're trying to be manfully dogged The goalkeeper's making great saves uh, but Celtic just wore them down And that's you know that's what makes them the champions How beneficial could that be for Ayeti Brian getting a goal so early? I think it's brilliant for his confidence I mean the, the lad he, I mean, I, I'm not going to profess to say I know anything about him actually I know that he played bits and pieces down there But for a come in And get on seven minutes after it To score the winning goal Will do masses for his confidence I'd imagine the boy being a, an international as he is that he's uh, a, a consummate professional. So Neil Lennon, you know, Neil Lennon's got a good problem now because he's got Kamala looks like he's put a wee bit of weight on with the muscle and really, really working hard. Uh, Edward is, uh, I mean, the boy's a Rolls Royce. He's, he's outstanding football player. Could be as good a player um, in Scotland as we had uh, since Henrik Larson. And this boy, a Yeti, if he comes in and he knuckles down and works hard to get into that team, then we're going to find B. Griffiths looking at the door and saying, what's going on here, you know? So it's a great problem for it to have. If you've got four strikers who are working on confidence and the boys behind them really working, you know, like I've not seen the best of McGregor yet. We've not seen the best. I mean, Bruni's been Bruni, but I mean, these boys that were finishing the season like like is on fire, 
you know, like they're still to come back in and it's mm-hmm. a frightening prospect for other teams. Certainly. All right, Brian, I'm just going to have to leave it there because Stephen's chapping at the door ready to do the travel, but it was a pleasure as always uh, to speak to you. Let's get on to the travel with Stephen, which means it's a perfect time for you to call because we could be speaking to you next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray's here, Hugh Kevens is alongside him and they're waiting for you to tell them what you made of the weekend's talking points. So one four one nine five one one oh two five. Um let's go straight back to the line. Speak to Paul is in Kirkintilla. Hi Paul. Hey how you Gordon. Hi Hugh, hi Alec. Hi Paul. Uh, my point tonight is I'm not of the attitude that at the weekend I knew we were going to go over the line. Uh, I was relieved when they got over the line. Uh, it's just nice to have, as you said, the bench that we've got that, that we can bring on. Uh, as a, a guy that's signed for the Premiership and James Forrest, it's a real, it's a real comfort to think that it's not over. To it's over. It's it's not kind of desperation stages. Uh, there's a lot of rumours and talk about Shane Duffy is. Maybe on route to Celtic, which I hope's true. Now, I don't know a lot about the big guy. Uh, again, it's a, a nice market. He's been a Premiership player. Martin O'Neill's picked him for Ireland, who's Neil Lennon's mentor, so he must have something about him. Uh, I really hope he has a big, in the nicest sense of the word, a big thug. I don't want another football player. I don't want another ball player. I want a, a guy, a, a bobo ball day. Johan Mialbe type figure. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just want a big, solid guy because I do think at times, even, even at the weekend there, there was guys. I mean, in Cham, in Fury, it's eleven daylights out. I mean, he comes into the team. As a friend of mine said, he's either a two or a ten or a nine or a ten. It sometimes it just does not seem interested. And I think if I would really like almost like another kind of captain to. Have a go at someone Well to deal with Duffy First of all um, I, I look at the I don't know if we need The thug word To be honest I no, think, no, I, think no. it's, it's, I think it's it's 2020 And we should uh, bear that in mind But you get what Paul means Then I'll yeah, give the, him the benefit the, Of the doubt Physically the, imposing Whatever we'll, we'll use the football cliche No nonsense defender <laughs> uh, Celtic need a no nonsense defender And Paul's right You know the, the, You look at Julian You look at Ayer And f- To my way of thinking Personal opinion they think that they are much better players than they really are. And Celtic need the no-nonsense defender to sort things out. Near Beaton is nothing other than a stand-in defender. It's not his natural position. It's not why he was signed by Celtic. He does an honest day's work there, but he's not a natural central defender. So I think if Celtic can get Shane Duffy... It would be a step forward for them I mean Alex We can yeah. exclusively reveal That Shane Duffy Is in Scotland tonight But it's because Brighton are training In St Andrews Now what else he does When he gets here I don't know Maybe it will materialise um, But the sole reason or yeah. Sorry the main reason For him being in Scotland Is that um, Is it one you can see happening One that, that you yeah. think Celtic should make happen uh, If they could Get his services Gordon I think it'd be A real good bit of business He's a 6 foot 4 Commanding Aggressive centre-half He would be a threat at set plays for and against Uh, Vastly experienced I think he's sitting around about 33-34 caps uh, For his country So he ticks all the boxes Um, So Again, it's going back to the finances Reported to be £2 million loan fee Plus uh, 50 grand a week wages It's a a real hefty outlay 
But I can see Celtic going for it because you know that they are chasing, uh, you know, this league. What do you think, Paul? Paul, are you still with us? You might have hung up when I mentioned some of the figures there. No, nah, he's still there. I think he's there. Paul, one more chance. Can you hear us, Paul? I'm going to take that as a no. Interesting though to pick up on what Paul said earlier um, about Olivier and Cham. Um, I like him. I've always like you know you know I like him. I, I think he's got so much to offer. I think he's had a, a, a bit part last year in terms of in out. Didn't really cement a place, um, but. I, there's been interest in him Hugh over the course oh. as well There's been clubs down in, I think Southampton's shown an interest So you could quite easily get rid of him But there seem to be For me I think there's a long term future for uh, Incham I can understand why Paul said he <coughs> Felt frustrated by Olivier Incham For me Within the first 10 minutes of any game You can tell whether he's up for it or It's not going to be his day And for a player of his undoubted talent uh, it doesn't shine through as often as it should On his day, magnificent Off day, waste of space uh, Let's bring in Dave in Edinburgh Hi Dave Hello How's it Hello, going? Hello Hello Alec Hi, Hello Dave. Hugh Hello Gordon Hi uh, Just a couple of new points for Alec Go for it Dave, take us away All right, yeah. Alec, uh, obviously I'm a Rangers fan uh, It looks like obviously Morelos is going to go Um with the money we get for uh, Morelos, we're needing a midfielder. Obviously, everybody knows that. We're needing a strong box-to-box midfielder. And we'll need another forward. And also, what about giving Kent a new contract up in his wages and a wee clause in the contract? Because we couldn't lose the two of them. We can't lose the two of them. Yeah, what do you I, think, I, mate? I think um, I think uh, if he's, uh, it's reported to be around about the £16 million, £17 million uh, pound mark, if that was the case, then I can see them reinvesting some of that money. You, you, you highlight you probably want another striker, which I can see, you know, because if anything happens to Jermaine Defoe being the elder statesman, then you're back down to that too. Yeah. So it gives you that flexibility uh, and maybe mix things up. Going back to the midfielder, they tried to sign the boy for, from Amiens uh, a couple of months ago and it didn't, uh, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, it didn't quite uh, materialise. So they're very much in the market for that. And there may well be a scope for some sort of loan player uh, down the way as well. So, uh, I think I think you're absolutely right. It's about reinvesting it. You know, uh, if they get that kind of figure for Morelos, I think it's been a brilliant piece of business. What about giving Kent a new contract. Yeah, yeah, for them uh, same wages as Morelos. Well, listen, I think I think to try and keep him happy, then most certainly you would try and extend it because if he continues to play uh, the early part of this season, then you can see. Other clubs trying to get his services, and if you've gotten him a longer contract, the player's going to be happier because you get more weekly wage. Plus, the club can get more value down the road, so it makes sense, absolutely, Dave. What did you make of the absence of Alfredo Morelos on Saturday, Dave? Yeah, so, so we can't lose both of them because we'll know when the league will lose both of them. Well, Stephen Gerrard knows that, and uh, the Rangers board know that, and they could not allow it to happen. Otherwise there would be outrage among the Rangers fans uh, So they know that both can't go uh, One is making himself an easy target uh, As being the one to go And that's Alfredo Morelos um, Kent He for me is the most dangerous player For Rangers at the moment There is no way that Rangers can sell uh, Unless the offer is so astronomical that yeah. you have to turn to fans and say 
you understand we can't possibly turn yeah. down this level of money. Yeah, and if, if it is Leeds, if we're viewing this in the context of Leeds, yeah, they may well up their bid and you know they may well show an appetite for it. But you would be pretty surprised if they. You know, doubled their offer. For instance, that's not that's not. You, and someone can play this back if if it goes wrong, and I've, I've not predicted it properly. But it's not the way negotiations tend to work. You, yeah, there might be a leeway where they bump it up, but yeah, you you wouldn't come back with you know twice the figure, for instance. Well, football is a cynical game, a cynical world, and uh, you come in with a an offer uh, that would be described in football terms as derisory. derisory yes, uh, and then does that word ever get used? Out with football Is that a football specific word? Probably in trade union negotiations You'll get it right, okay. but, uh, I'm just not sure I'm just not sure I've good. ever heard it I think I feel like I only hear it on here My brother-in-law was a shop steward I know all the, the, the jargon around that Yeah yes. um, But I would believe anything I would believe that Leeds would say Okay, okay We know We know we're at it Here's the deal offer um, it, It's then up to Rangers But From my perspective Morelos can go anytime he likes, but Kent, I don't think Rangers can let him go. Him, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I think to to lose it both of them would be a, a, a step backwards. A, a take on board that everybody has a price, but I think Dave makes a good point there. Give the boy a, a, an extended contract with a, a few quid uplift, and everyone's happy. There you have it. There you have it, Dave. A good point, says Alex. So thank you for getting in touch from Edinburgh tonight. That was Dave, and it takes us up to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. That was a quick first hour. Now it's time for Beat the Pundit, your chance to kick off the week in style. You come on here, you get more questions right than Hugh or Alex, and you walk away with a sign ball. It really is that simple. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need, and you need to dial it before 7 o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray looking back on some of the weekend's biggest talking points we've discussed Alfredo Morelos Rangers clean sheets Salbian Ayeti Celtic's victory at Tanadice amongst others so keep the calls coming 0141-951-1025 uh, and news developing over the last couple of days Celtic are closing in on David Turnbull It was the transfer saga of last year And it looks as if it will finally go ahead this year So Celtic fans, Motherwell fans, interested observers What do you make of that move if it was to come off? Let us know right now 0141-951-1025 And we'll talk David Turnbull next Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. But before we do anything else, let's set up Beat the Pundit. Alex and Hugh are ready. They're sharpening their pencils as we speak, and one of them taking on Michael in Kirk and Tillock. How's it going tonight, Michael? Ah, I'm alright. Thanks, Gordon. How's you? Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. You don't even get the choice, unfortunately, Michael. It's all up to the coin, but if you were going to choose, who would you rather take on? I'd rather take Alex Ray Since I'm a Rangers fan Alright at least that was polite he, he could have said I'd rather take <laughs> on Alex Ray Because he's daft But it's because he's a Rangers fan Right okay um, Let's toss the coin And find out Michael Heads It is Hugh Tails It will be Alex And there you go You got your wish It's Tails Alex Ray Because he's a Rangers fan Not because Alex is hopeless Let me give Alex something else To listen to Right that's it We're getting the thumbs up From him Michael That means he can't hear you It's just you and I So I'll put 30 seconds On the clock all you have to do is answer as many questions right as you can. It's that simple. And if you don't know it, pass quickly and get on to the next one, all right? Right. Good man. Your 30 seconds starts 
now Which club did Sean Maloney leave Celtic for in 2007? Aston Villa Who won the Europa League on Friday? Seville What was the score between St Mirren and Ross County on Saturday? It was a one each draw Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Wasps? Alawa Which country won the men's gold in football at the 2016 Olympics? Four USA Name either of Falkirk's co-managers uh, Lee Miller Gordon DL scored over 200 goals for which club? Rafe Rovers Name either country Scotland face next month uh, Israel Okay Good effort that Let's bring Alex back Alex can you hear us? Yes Right same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Time starts now Which club did Sean Maloney leave Celtic for in 2007? Wigan Who won the Europa League on Friday? Uh, Seville What was the score between St Mirren and Ross County on Saturday? Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Wasps? Alawa Which country won the men's gold in football at the 2016 Olympics? Oh that was Brazil Name either of Falkirk's co-managers David McCracken Gordon DL scored over 200 goals for which club? Rafe Rovers Name either country that Scotland face next month Israel Well, 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 what do you think Michael? I think it's a close one I think I got a couple And he gets them right I think it is close Let's find out uh, Which club did Sean Maloney Leave Celtic for in 07? Yeah Wigan No it was Aston Villa Ooh. And Michael got it Shut And Alex up. didn't 1-0 to Michael uh, Who won the Europa League on Friday? Seville You both got it So still one to Michael You both knew that it was one all Between Ross County and St Mirren You both knew that Alloa are the Wasps So it's still one to Michael um, which country won the men's gold in football At the 2016 Olympics That was obviously a guess Alex I take it Aye. And it was right It was Brazil <laughs> I actually got a bit confused Because I just looked down Saw Brazil Saw the 2016 Olympics And it was the 2014 World Cup That was held in Brazil And it sort of scrambled my brain for a minute But well done Alex You got it right Name either of Falkirk's co-managers One went for Miller One went McCracken Both correct You both knew That Gordon DL scored over 200 for Wraith Rovers and hear you, it often enough You both knew that Scotland face Israel and Czech Republic, by the way, next month. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven each. Oh. I'm not sure we've ever had a seven all. No, no, it's worse. I was actually going to say Brazil. Motherwell and Hibs all over again. Only one better. Seven all. Fantastic. Right. That means we're on to the tiebreaker. Well, I don't think we've had a. I don't think we've had a tiebreaker in long weeks. Time. Yeah. Right. Here's the way it's going to work, Michael. So you've done well so far. Now all you have to do. I'm going to ask you a question I'll get Alex to write his answer down And I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Okay Right, right The that question is this It'll be up your street Both of you <laughs> How many competitive appearances Has Alan McGregor made In total for Rangers So write it down In total How many competitive appearances Has Alan McGregor made For Rangers I'm going to get producer Callum to get his uh, calculator go, go, go. out Right, what are you going for Michael? I'm just going to go for 300 oh, Wow, okay This is interesting Brilliant, Michael. Alex has gone 290 Oh my god Michael's gone 300 Now this is arithmetic that even I can do Michael is the winner The answer is 362 Ooh, Well wow. done to well Michael. Done, Michael Brilliant Michael The same ball is on its way Great effort Ah, that was just a guess as well Oh no no I was with him the other day as well I, I And you never asked it. him It didn't come no, up in conversation no, 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 Michael way, Brilliant, brilliant. Well That's a great Michael. effort Well done Alright thank you Well done And do you know what Actually I'm I'm kind of guessing If someone wants to clear this up For me on Twitter um, The answer I've got in my sheet Is 361 
Um, but I reckon this tiebreaker's been on my sheet for a few weeks, and I think he's probably played again since yeah, then. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. We're there or thereabouts. But anyway, I know he hasn't played the last couple anyway. Um, and now I'm just talking for the sake of it because yeah. it doesn't really matter. 0141 951 1025. That is the shake of the head. Listen, if you're losing on seven, that's not bad. I've lost twice this year. Uh, I got six and a seven, and I've lost twice. That's it. So, results driven business. 0141 951 1025 at Clyde SSB. On Twitter David Turnbull Motherwell fans Are you resigned To losing him To Celtic Or are you still Holding out hope That he can stay How important is he And Celtic fans How much Do you want him Do you think it'll happen All the usual questions Surrounding a transfer The move looks to be close It's one we'll watch With interest this week But we want to know What you think So call us right now 0141 951 1025 There is a reality Within Scottish football That if you are a club like Motherwell And you uncover A golden nugget Like David Turnbull And someone is ready To offer you Over three million pounds To acquire Your golden nugget You have no alternative But to sell And that is particularly true Of these times Because Motherwell Like everyone else Will have felt the impact Of Covid-19 The lockdown The loss of income And David Turnbull Much as it will be a sad day for the club Sad day for the fans David Turnbull is helping to safeguard Motherwell's future By going to Celtic If indeed the transfer goes through Yeah, by no means done yet But it certainly looks like it's heading that way So again, Motherwell fans, Celtic fans What do you think? Give us a call uh, right now It would be a fee of around about £3 million Alex And yeah. is it safe to say it's at that point That you acknowledge that you don't want to lose Arguably your best player but you know you're talking money that can transform a club, really. I think um, they have to take a lot of credit, Motherwell. They have developed players on a regular basis over recent years. Uh, Turnbull, for me, is the standout over that course as well. I think he's an excellent player. Uh, you know, I enjoy watching good midfielders. He has a variation of qualities, Gordon. He's powerful, scores goals, range of passing. And he gets about the pitch So I actually think It would be a really good Piece of business Whoever picks him up now Let's get the thoughts Of Ricky in Easterhouse What do you make of it Ricky? God This is just for you alone Because you're a Marvel fan <laughs> No one ever cares What right. I think Ricky Where's this going? Well I, I, I think Because you, you probably See him more than the rest of you Right I'll give it a go What will they bring to Celtic That Celtic don't already, already have Will they bring something New to Celtic You know Will he be the, 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 the missing piece of the puzzle Is he going to be the same As what we've already have We've got too many of the guys Or is he going to bring something different oh, Good question Now there's a reason people don't care what I think But I'll, I'll throw some thoughts out there anyway Since Ricky asked yeah, so politely yeah. And Alex you can you can back me up Because I know you, you like to watch midfielders yeah. I'm not sure middle to front Celtic have A missing piece of the jigsaw That needs filled by David yeah. Turnbull But I don't think you can really argue That he is one of, if not the outstanding young Scottish talent over the last yeah. couple of years. And this is a guy who missed a full season. He looks effortless when he's on the ball. He yeah. tends to glide past people. He sees all sorts of passes. Yeah. His goal-scoring return in that, that one season where he was very productive maybe was punching above his weight a little bit because you can't yeah, expect central to midfielders to, um, to score. I'm not sure about being Celtic's missing piece, but I certainly feel like he could bring something... To the squad And especially yeah. if Tom Rogic goes It looks like a You know Sort of perfect replacement Yeah Well they've obviously Freed up money Hugh By Rogic oh. going, going away uh, 
I don't think it's a, a part of the piece either, Gordon. I think it's a big picture. I think Celtic can afford to take this guy in. They're looking at these qualities and going, we can develop this guy. We can take him for a three million to whatever, you know, depending on what he produces at Celtic if he goes there. As you said there, I was watching him a couple of weeks ago and he's dropping balls over centre-half's head, you know, that real subtle touch because he's, you know, he's not... He, he's quite, what, he's about six feet? I think he's running about that. He's got a good stature about him. He gets about, he drives past people and he's looking to get shots off. And that is, um, going back to the old days, you get these midfielders now, Hugh, that they only go forward mm. or they only do the holding midfielder. This boy's got the look. So mm. I, I think if Celtic get him, I think it'd be a great piece of business. The thing I would say, Ricky, as well, and I'll be getting... My passport rejected When I try and get back Into North Lanarkshire This afternoon Whilst I don't suppose Motherwell fans Want to see him go at all I think what He might be capable of Ricky With better players Round about him Will be very interesting To watch Alec I would ask Alec We don't uh, uh, As far as I'm concerned And it's pure Celtic midfielder Our midfielder now I can't see anybody In there Alec That can ping a 60 yard pass Straight to the guy's seat I can't, I, as you say, Alec, they'll, they'll tippy-tappy around, you know, they'll find all the triangles or whatever. I, I don't see anybody that can go bang. As you're saying, he can chip a boy a 60-yard pass to a guy's feet. Can this guy do that? No, look, this, this guy's range of passing is excellent. Uh, it really is, Ricky, and he, and he has a, a variation. It's not just the passing, it's the short game. I'll, I'll go as far as to say that Callum McGregor doesn't do too bad. And, and, and it's not just the 60-yard, the, the killer pass. It's about the tempo and how you pass it. If you're going from one side to the other, it allows you to get your fullbacks going forward. So, I think I, I actually, it's, you know, it's obviously speculation at the moment. I just think it'd be a real good bit of business. I think in a couple of years' time, it could be whatever he wants to be here. Well, that's the Celtic business model: sign him for three, sell him for twelve. Uh, but in the short term, here we have the best young talent in the country. Celtic uh, have got plenty of money, even though they've lost a lot because of the pandemic. But they have potentially uh, a sell-on clause in uh, Moussa Dembele's contract which gives them 10% of whatever he goes for from Lyon and that would be plenty. They have potentially Champions League group stage money to come if they do their jobs properly. And there's also Tom Rogic and the potential move to Qatar. So there's plenty of money there for Celtic to take on David Turnbull. That transfer fee should be no problem whatsoever for Celtic and I would suggest to you that uh, having missed out on John McGinn uh, they cannot miss out on another one otherwise it's been a while since you brought that up yeah, to be fair but it's one of the outstanding one of the outstanding messes of the, the club's transfer record uh, and they can't have another mess on that level Brian is on the line Brian I cannot believe he's stolen your thunder like that Brian Hello Brian Is there somewhere I think We we must have the worst telephone system in the world in this country No I think this is user error I think Brian's just stuck the phone down and he's away to do the dishes or something while he waits on us Brian Sorry to disturb you Brian Hi I just like I thought you said it was going to be quite a wee while I don't know if you'd on the taxi driver with the jeb on the back a few months ago <laughs> Brian, oh. on you go, the floor is yours I just heard you's last comment and I basically just reiterate my point mm-hmm. I mean, I think David Turnbull would be a great player for us albeit I haven't seen him this season much but I heard he's been brilliant and I think I don't mind going the same route as we did with the tactic with John McGinn 
basically just holding off for the sake of a couple of pennies and not getting them. Mm. I don't, I don't I think, think there's any suggestion that's what's happening, Hugh. Let's not forget it fell apart in I think the most Celtic, heartbreaking of circumstances yeah, I, for the player last year. And I think Celtic did um, David Turner a great favour because they uh, gave him the medical, which showed up uh, a serious problem. And he's had the surgery And he's had the rehab And he's come back And they've had Gavin Strachan look at him They had Peter Houston looking at him uh, In the Lanarkshire Derby at the weekend I think they're just Making sure that he he is What they thought he was When they initially tried to buy him But if the fee is £3 million What is your problem? You know, there's all sorts of money Headed Celtic's way They already have money And uh, I repeat John McGinn will go down as a terrible mess of a transfer, I think, and they can't have another terrible mess where David Turnbull's concerned. I, I think you know, Nicky Hammond's also watched him as well, Gordon. And I think you're absolutely right, Hugh. They've had uh, eyes watch this guy because of the nature of the, the injury he had. But I'd, I have to say, we haven't seen him in recent weeks. I don't think mm. it's hampered him any. Yeah, well, he was the standout against Hibbs, wasn't he? Motherwell were not very good, obviously, at the weekend, losing the, the Lanarkshire Derby. Um, but he was the standout again. And you've seen a bit of a, a theme Considering yeah. they lost a lot of football And we kind of forget the human element If you remember not too long ago During lockdown we had David on the show yeah. and, and talking about you know just What it's like to be on Literally on the verge of a, of a life changing move Changes mm. your life Changes your family's life yeah. And then it's, it's whipped away from you So It shows character Hugh, uh, Hugh That you know the ways come back Because the one thing It actually looks more stronger oh. To me and, and one of the aspects of having a long term injury Is sometimes you can only work in your, your, your upper half So when you come back stronger and fitter mm. Than before you know, It's obviously to his benefit uh, Let's get the take of a man who will know well um, The player certainly Hugh is a Motherwell fan from Lanark You'll be watching this one with interest Hugh are you uh, sum up how you're feeling about it Your passport's been actually Taken back off you <laughs> Rescinded <laughs> um, Anyway good evening guys How are we? Good right, thank you um, Obviously I'm on the show quite a bit Talking about Willow Because it's my club basically um, the, the deal with Turnbull uh, I was told last year it wasn't dead Obviously after his operation And his um, the rehabilitation I was told the deal wasn't dead Now what I did here last Saturday was In um, I personally think the, the guy's going on to bigger and better things Because obviously I see him week in, week out Watch him and you can actually see His talent, his vision uh, And the guy there that says What's he going to bring to Celtic? Exactly that, his vision um, Him and McGregor probably for Celtic would be phenomenal But he'd be even better for Scotland um, So it's just that Turnbull himself I, I personally think Hopefully he stays for another even another six months for us until January. But I got told the deal was going through and apparently we're getting, is it Ewan Henderson and Robertson on loan in return from the youths for them? I think that's Ewan, that's uh, the Dingley Henderson's younger brother. Yeah, Liam's brother, yeah. Liam, um, yeah, I've been told we're getting those two on loan uh, for the re- remainder of the season. Uh, personally, I would love him to stay, but I don't grudge him his move because the guys, he single-handedly kept us in the division a couple of years ago. We're from probably the January to the end of the season. It was Scotland's best player. Not just young player, Scotland's best player. I think it was 15 goals or whatever. He was a top goal scorer. Uh, and it, it, his talent proved it. I mean, who else can hit a shot, hit the crossbar and score with his left foot? A rebound off the crossbar. Do a one-two with the crossbar with yourself. Um, <laughs> Hugh, you've been so a Motherwell supporter for a long time and you, you'll know uh, Brian Clare. 
Andy Walker. Shocky. Well, when it when it when it's time and you have the golden nugget, somebody comes in. It so happens that it was mm. Celtic for Brian McClare and Celtic for Andy Walker, and it presumably will be Celtic for David mm. Turnbull. But when you are a club of Motherwell's size, it is inevitable, and it's logical that when you have the golden nugget, you take the money, and that safeguards the club. For years ahead Is that fair Hugh? I've yet to meet a football fan Who actively wants to lose Their best player The fan's favourite And all the rest of it But is the type of fee That we're talking here Just impossible to turn down? Definitely Gordon Obviously you're a a Mallow fan You've obviously not tried to deny that Or anything like that And I know you're very impartial on the show Which is really good to hear But um, from a Mallow fan at heart I'm I'm interested in my club surviving And because we're fan-owned we're not a big fan base. The fans are doing phenomenal just now with the Well Trust, etc. And those guys in the background do an amazing job, and so does Flo and uh, well, Alan Burrows and things like that. Um, I put my full faith in them and what they're doing. So I just think for a club, uh, I thought Hasty, I'll, I'll just digress it. Hasty, I think, should have stayed a little bit longer with us because I think it's now backfired on him. Turnbull, I don't think if he moves on, he's, he's going to go down. Or t- I can only see him progressing, basically. Just because of his talent, his enthusiasm for the game, how he plays the game. He, was it yourself there, Gordon? Or you that says it. He just, he just plays it. It's so easy for him. The game, um, his range of passing is phenomenal. His vision. It's, and I think Stephen Robertson said it on Saturday. There, how many balls did David Tumble need to put in the box for one of your strikers to go on the end of it, or somebody go on the end of it? And that's the difference. That will be the difference. Do they have a replacement with Polworth? Possibly I like Paul Worth as well But I don't think he's in the class of Turnbull Sorry what was that? No Hugh I was just going to ask you a question You obviously show a lot of passion for your club And rightly so uh, In terms of the youth set up there How encouraged you are Have you seen some of the players That have come through in recent years? Oh definitely Alec I mean the, 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 that's the sort of um, How can you say the, the sort of platform that Mullow Sell coming into your club being in Now we have produced younger players Throughout the years And we're still going to produce them uh, there's a few guys in, in the setup just now Possibly aren't quite ready to come in now Like Cornelius, uh, Jamie Semple I know he's had a couple of cracks at the whip But he's still to come in as well And he's not too dissimilar to Turnbull I've not seen his Turnbull class yet But he's not too dissimilar He's a, He gets about as well But I've said that on this show before Our biggest loss Apart from Turnbull Will be Alan Campbell If we can keep a hold of Alan Campbell that game changing started against Ackies because of Alan Campbell. So I'd, I would prefer to keep him. If Turnbull goes, look at the money we're getting. The club will survive and keeps us going. That's the main yeah, thing absolutely. for the club. Same with Celtic and Rangers. Any club in the world, there's a fee for every single player. You guys know that as well, especially you, Alec. Yeah. Every every player has his yeah. price. All right, Hugh, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. That was Hugh and Lanark giving us his take on David Turnbull. Uh, let's hear from you, St Mirren fans, and anybody else that wants a good old-fashioned argument, because I noticed that St Mirren are not going to appeal the red card shown to Joe Shaughnessy at the weekend. Um, but I've noticed quite a bit of Twitter debate on this. Um, Jim Goodwin saying at the time he thought it was the wrong call. I'm, I'm not sure if that was before he's seen it back or not. Um, but what do you think? Is it Was it the right call? Was it not? We'll look at that situation after these. 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. At this time, we always get the full time teaser up and running. Uh, so let me give you guys the question. You're only looking for five answers tonight. So if oh, you we... don't get this between now and eight o'clock. <laughs> I don't know, I despair Right, Martin Burns has sent the question in It's a simple one, I'm telling you, it's simple We're looking for five Frenchmen Who've scored in Champions League finals Five Frenchmen who've scored in Champions League finals Zinedine Zidane Yep, right here in Glasgow uh-huh. Henri? No uh, Giroud? <laughs> nope uh, Good start Trezeguet? Nope this is going well um, Oh you're a fifth of the way there There's only five answers tonight So we'll leave it All you need to do is get it between now And the end of the show Five Frenchmen who've scored In Champions League finals And don't forget If you want to hear your question Used on the show The address you need Is fulltime At Clyde1.com I just wonder if I've been like Stitched up or something here Because I'm looking at the screen And the, the, every time I look at the screen It comes up the, the name of the caller Where they're calling from What team they support All the rest of it And I just turned to my left And it just says Paul Ince <laughs> Paul Ince on the screen um, And I, I, I assume it is the Paul Ince Paul, how are you? Thanks for joining us How are you guys? You okay? Not too bad, Paul I, I assume you're only on to brag Because you beat Alex Ray at golf this afternoon Is that fair? I'm, I'm quite disappointed that he actually mentioned it To be fair Because that was that was going to be my little party piece That's the reason why I was coming on to the radio uh, in, in all honesty um, uh, It was a bit of a beating it was um, a flashing. It was a flashing. It, it kind of reminded me when you know when England came to Hampden Park. You know, we beat you two 0 Ah, there's no need for that. This was going so well, Paul. I, I mean, yeah. Um, how how bad was he? Um, but it's funny. I mean, when he's sitting down now, he seems quite mild mannered and he talks, <laughs> you know, quite articulate. But if you see him on a golf course. It's completely different. He was throwing clubs. <laughs> he, he, he was, honestly, he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't speak to me. He was, he was calling me a bandit. He was in the trees most of the time. He, he, he was he was terrible. And the worst thing was, at the end, he gave me a twenty pound Scottish note. So, so you couldn't spend it in England. Quite right. That's, it's legal tender, Paul. That's that's all you have to say to them. Uh, on a serious note, Paul, it's great to have you. So now that we welcome you into uh, to our realm, how much of Scottish football do you manage to, to keep an eye on how much do you manage to catch what sort of things jump out at you at the moment um, I mean to be fair I mean I, I, I've always watched all types of football um, obviously it's easy to say you watch the Celtic games and the Rangers games um, but you know since um, lockdowns come on the football started uh, pretty early I kind of watch as much games as I can um, my friend's now manager of Dundee United Mickey Mellon uh, just left family at the start last season so I watched them the other day against Celtic and um, it's still strange but, you know, any football's good football for me to be fair and, um, you know, I, I like the Scottish game. Just, we all can say we like the big firm derbies, the Rangers, Celtic but, you know, you know, there's some good teams in that Scottish league, you know. What, what's Mickey Mellon going to bring, Paul? Because I feel like even although it's just a couple of weeks in, I feel like a lot of people are pretty impressed with what they're, what they're hearing from him and what they're seeing from his team on the pitch. I think with Mickey and you know, and I, I did my pro license with Mickey Mellon, so I, I kind of know, you know, his mindset, how he thinks, you know, from the time when he was at Shrewsbury. Um, he's one of those managers that always gets things promoted from League Two and you know into League One, as as we've seen with Tranmere uh, the last two or three years. Um, but he loves football. He's always in his office. He's always studying the game. He's always trying to just 
had one over on the other opposition, and he always looks at different ways, whether it's three at the back or four, three, three. He's always trying to find a way to to beat the opposition, and you know I think he was very unlucky against Celtic. You know, it wasn't to the last probably five minutes when Celtic scored. Um, but until then, his teams are going to be organised. They're going to fight for him. They're going to run for him. Um, and I think he do very, very well. You know, and he deserves that chance because he's always kind of, you know, been in the lower echelons of, of the football league, in League Two and League One, even non-league. So to have that chance to put his wits up against the likes of Lennon, you know, Stephen Gerrard, you know, all those top, top, Dan McInnes, all those top, top managers, you know, he deserves that opportunity. You have had a joust or two with uh, Stephen Gerrard in your day, Paul. Do sure. you do you envy the task that he has trying to stop Celtic from winning ten in a row, or do you think that's right up Stephen Gerrard's street? <clears throat> he would love that. I mean, speaking to him, you know, before he, you know, when he was going to take the job, you know, he he, he knew what you know he would encounter up up in Scotland. He knew how tough a task it was, you know, to topple Celtic from 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 winning the league again, and um, he was disappointed last season speaking to him because he felt for three quarters of the season they were kind of head-to-head you know they were matching each other points for points and then they kind of fell away at the last probably 10 games um, which was very disappointing but you know he's got money to spend he's brought some good players it's, I think it's important that he keeps Ryan Kent um, at Rangers I know you know Leeds are looking to, to take him and you've got the situation with um, Morales who you know doesn't seem happy and you know could be going to go into Lille in the next two or, two, two or three weeks so you know, if he was to lose those two main players, um, to try and replace them would be a big, a big arc for him. Um, you know, but it is a, it, it, it love the challenge. It's only his second year in management. He's enjoying it. He's enjoying Scotland. And um, you want you want Rangers to, you know, when you kind of think about Celtic Rangers as the biggest teams in Scotland, and you look at Celtic winning the league for nine times in a row, that doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. You know, Rangers are a massive club just as big as Celtic. And for them not to compete for that title year after year, Celtic keep winning it can't be right so for Stephen it's the challenge we know what the Rangers fans want they want to win that title and you know they've got the best manager to try and do that and Stephen Gerrard for me Paul you mentioned it's, it's obviously easier to catch some of the bigger games that goes without saying I noticed in this morning's newspapers up here Aston Villa are linked uh, with odds on Edouard is he a player that sort of catches the eye south of the border is he one that you think could and by the way I'm sure Celtic fans don't want to lose him but I take it you won't be surprised that he's attracting attention yeah, of course. I think you know, you know, you look at the I just mentioned Morales, you know, uh, previously because you know they are scoring goals, and he's he's one that probably they don't really talk as much because obviously of what Morales is doing. But you know, as far as the strikers concerned, and you know, you look at what Villa have got at the moment. You know, Samata came in last year, didn't really do it. Um, he's the type of striker who do well at Villa. You know, he, he scores goals. His technique is very good. He's strong. You know, he's got all, all the ingredients that you think can come over into the Premier League and, and do well um, so listen it's, again it's another one where Neil Lennon will not want to lose his main man uh, main man you know but you know if the Premier League comes calling it's hard to turn it down but he's certainly one player that you know could come and cope and do very well in the Premier League this is the beauty of live radio You just don't know what to expect All of a sudden Paul Ince phones in Because yeah. he wants to wind you up About beating you at golf today <laughs> any, any final words Alex Before we let I'm, Paul I'm, go on I'm his way I'm actually looking forward to the rematch PI I'm looking forward to it mate uh, Yeah I, I, He wants you to take him somewhere more exciting Than the East End of Glasgow Paul Alex can I just explain something to you Go cool. when, when, when you're a boxer And you're fighting for the world title Okay And you get beat <laughs> Okay you have to go back down the pecking order. So <laughs> Listen, I'm happy to go to yeah. I'm happy to go to Lock Lomond in, in, in Thursday with you and Ryan Giggs if, if there's a spot. If there's a spot, you're welcome. Al. And by the way, I'll just let you know. I just heard the question before. No, I don't. don't, don't to... You're not. You're not allowed to say it. 
you might need, he might need to help you. Yeah, go on, give them a clue. No, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one else. 2018 Champions League final. Play for Real Madrid up front. Benzema. There we go. Good teamwork. Paul Lynch, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, like I say, I didn't really expect that on this evening's show, but there we go. Thanks again to Paul for calling us uh, to wind Alex Ray up, but giving us some good insight as well on on various yeah. football topics. Yeah, but if Paul's still listening, I have to say to him, when the red light is on above the microphone here, you have to be careful with your language, obviously. But in the new newsroom before the programme started, Alex Ray's description of the day's golf was yeah, yeah. far different. It wasn't very PG, right? Five Frenchmen who scored in the Champions League finals. We've got Benzema and Zidane. So we'll leave it there for now because yeah. you've got you've got ages. Now we did say before um, this our surprise phone call, uh, we were going to look at one of the big talking points from the weekend. Joe Shaughnessy sent off. Mm. The way it came about was quite interesting because the referee didn't really. S- Stop play at the time Didn't really notice yes. an infringement Willie Collum I think was the fourth official yeah. He Spotted Communicated it. with the referee And Shaughnessy was sent off um, St Mirren announcing today They will not appeal that decision But I did notice quite a frantic Twitter argument about it On Saturday As to whether it, it should have been a red Or not You two Red it's without doubt Cast iron a red as you're ever likely yeah. to see That was a good debate And I think uh, the reason why St Mirren Are not Appealing the yeah. red card Is because they know it would be laughed out of court Well not, all, not always Because you're reading between the lines Because sometimes you, you have to prove obvious refereeing errors and stuff There have been times when people Don't think it's a red But they don't see an appeal worthwhile Those two can be well, separated I, I also go back to Not because it's Willie Collum the, the, the name of the fourth official is immaterial But When fourth officials came into being People used to say What's he doing? What's he contributing? He's just standing there So when Willie Collum saw what was to him a miscarriage of justice, he made contact with the referee, stopped play, and Joe Shaughnessy was subsequently sent off. So Willie Collum was just doing his job there, and the referee was having his first ever Premiership match. And, you know, he's learning on the job, as everyone has to do, players or match officials. Uh, So I, I think it was the only decision that could have been taken. I think it was reckless, dangerous, and Joe Shaughnessy on Ross Stewart, there's no case for the defence. He's guilty. Should we give uh, officials a bit of a tough time? You know, earlier on we were saying about the goal Hibs uh, get away with at the weekend. You have to commend them on this one, you know, mm. because if the referees missed it, it's important that one of the other guys get yeah. it. And Willie Collum spotted it, so well done. So no debate there then, as far as you two are concerned? No, no? no but you'll, obviously there'll there be, be people, some yeah. fans who will say, oh, no, no... He, he, he got the ball uh, But You know the, the safety of players Is also important We had Jerry An, an earlier caller Talking about uh, The uh, The rash tackles That are going on Within our game And since the season started There have been some Pretty horrendous tackles And I mean No disrespect to Joe Shaughnessy But he was simply Guilty of Being out of control right, These two agree with each other Which is not very much fun for me So if you disagree Please get in touch On the phones Or Twitter um, This was Jim Goodwin After the match I don't know if he had seen it By then I, I would assume not um, I, He might not have changed his, his mind anyway But just to put a bit of context He says they were The better team against County When both had 11 um, No real problem At the time uh, With that red card He thinks Ross Stewart's reaction Was over the top 
We're disappointed not to be able to hang on and take all three points. It would have put us third in the table and that was a major incentive for the players. I felt 11 v 11, we were the better team. I felt we started the game poorly. Ross County were in the ascendancy the opening 10 minutes and we've probably got the goal against the run of play, if I'm being honest. But from that moment on, I thought we grew into the game. Um, second half, we started very, very well and we looked as if we were going to go and add to the goal that we already had. But you know we weren't able to capitalise on the good play that we had at times. And then obviously on the, on the hour mark, the big talking point... Um, of the whole game happens and that you know swings the, the game in Ross County's favour I haven't had a chance to watch it back yet uh, but my initial reaction was it was a good hard tackle you know it was a full-blooded tackle from Joe but you know Joe's not a dirty or malicious player and he certainly wouldn't be going in there to try and hurt an opponent the referee had played on the referee seemed quite happy with the tackle initially uh, but obviously the reaction of the, the Ross County player makes you fear the worst and I certainly did I thought he's got a real bad one here I thought he maybe broke his leg uh, I was fully expecting the stretcher to come out, and um, but he's able to get back up and, and finish off and play the, the half an hour that was left of the game with no limp, no nothing. So I think that suggests that you know the initial contact wasn't all that bad after all. Probably didn't merit that reaction. Gordon, when, I, when he looks back, I'll be surprised because Jim's fairly honest in his assessment. When he looks back, he will have no complaints. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. We'll wait to see what he says, but I'd be surprised if he was... Uh, saying that it was uh, a meaty tackle rather than what it warranted a red card for me. If the insinuation is that Ross Stewart was play acting, I, I just don't think that's accurate. Uh, I think the player was on the receiving end of a very, very rash challenge and reacted the way you do when you've just been clattered in that fashion. Oh well, if you disagree, you know where we are, Twitter and the usual number. Martin's question for you tonight is which five Frenchmen have scored in the Champions League final? Karim Benzema, Zinedine Zidane. Anelka? No. Mbappe? No. Bolly? Basil Bolly? Yes. Uh, that's three or five, so we will leave it there. Uh, Robert is in Guruk. He wants to disagree with Hugh Keevens. He believes that Alfredo Morelos always puts in 100% on the pitch. We'll hear from Robert next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens is here. Alex Ray is alongside them. They're putting their teeny tiny brains together to try and come up with the answers to this one. Which five Frenchmen have scored in Champions League finals? Karim Benzema, Basil Bolly, Zinedine Zidane. Cantona. No. No, no, no. Uh, Laurent Blanc. Nope. Mm. Good response on Twitter. Bear has got four. David Stewart has got three, I think. Um, Stephen Kennedy's got a couple as well. So good, uh, good response on there. No, I'm struggling, mate. Yeah. All right, we'll leave time. it. We'll leave it. We will leave it. Let's speak to Robert in Guruk. Hi, Robert. Hi there. How are you? You well? I no bad. Good. Not bad at all. What's your um, point this evening? As you, well, you definitely previewed it with your introduction. Mm-hmm. It was Hugh's um, allegation that Morelis hadn't been given his all on the park. I totally agreed with Hugh in the training aspect. Obviously, Gerard sees that and had made his decision. I've watched every minute of Rangers this season. And although Morelis has at times not been at his best and at times has been huffy and I get into moods when he's sub and I get into moods if things aren't going right in the park 
At no time have I seen him not giving his all, uh, which is very important for a professional footballer, as I'm sure Alec will agree. Well, to the very best of my recollection, I did not say that he was not giving his all in the park. I said that he had become a disruptive influence in the dressing room because if the manager says it's easy to leave him out and questions his commitment, his attitude, his hunger, his work ethic, I'm not the man you're looking for. Stephen Gerrard was the man who said all these things. But you're the man that said that he wasn't giving his all in the park. No, I did not use those words. I did not use those words. You didn't use those words. I'm not quoting you verbatim, but I'm paraphrasing what you said. And you can play them back and you'll find that you did say that. No, you've just said yourself, that is not what I said. You are paraphrasing. Therefore, I I know exactly what I said. I said he was a disruptive influence. You're better to get rid of a disruptive influence before it becomes a major distraction. All right, let's clear it up then. Do you think he always puts in 100% on the pitch? I think there have been times when you could question his his work ethic on the pitch. I think also um, he's missed 14 games through red cards. For Rangers yeah, I mean we are going back a bit on those though, aren't we I think in the context of now Alex And that's not to say that you, yeah. you don't take it into account at all But um, whether whether Hugh thinks or, or not Because he, a couple of weeks ago People were phoning up after the St Mirren game Saying yeah. you know he's, he's scored twice again He set up a goal um, at Pataudry on, on opening day So he's clearly still offering something But again you don't actually have to You don't have to take Hugh's word for it Or, or yeah. anyone else's word for it I'm thinking back Was it Bayer Leverkusen Stephen Gerrard again yeah. publicly Stephen Gerrard is He's making this easy for everyone to interpret because you're not you're not having to even make your own assessment. You're just having to to take his professional assessment yeah. into account. I, I think domestically the games that we've seen, I wouldn't say they down tools in any shape or form. You know, there was games that you know if you go back to the Livingston wasn't particularly great. Gordon, you know, for the whole team, you could have put, you could have picked anyone and says it wasn't really great over the uh, the piece. Uh, going back to the Leverkusen game, you know, it was like we talk about levels. It was a very difficult night, particularly mm-hmm. for the service to Morelos. Uh, they, I think they hooked him later on in the game as well So Listen we could go round and roundabouts About in terms of what, what Alfredo does uh, Or doesn't do But the actual reality is, is He's been absolutely excellent Since he came to the club His goal return's been good His assist rate's been good And if he goes And we're saying it's a big if If he goes For the money that you're talking about It's been a brilliant investment And in a player And, yeah. and he's, he's delivered So yeah. You know, we always look into too much detail with this guy Robert what's your own take on What happens next Or you know How do you see this situation playing out? I think he's probably gone away, but much more important is Hugh arguing semantics here, saying he didn't use those actual words. You think that's more important than whether Morella stays or goes? It's more important to his answer to me, because what he's saying to me is that I'm telling lies about him. Ah, uh, now you're digging a bigger and bigger hole here. And you're saying that he's lying as well. You two, I'm going to meet him in the Clyde One car park, five past eight, and we can sort this out. I don't really know where we go from here, Hugh. He's saying you're lying. You're saying he's lying. I, I, I honestly, genuinely thought that Morelos staying or going was a bigger issue than yeah, than your choice listen, of words. The bottom line: the Rangers manager now finds him to be a problem and says it's easy. To leave him out of the team And questions his hunger And his work ethic at this time I am not the one you're looking for Robert Take it up with the manager Robert don't you worry I'm going to play it back I'll find out exactly what he said Thank you to Robert in Guruk We'll leave it there 01419511025 Let's continue on some of the weekend's Other big talking points Derek McInnes says Aberdeen's win Against St Johnson Give them some much needed positivity It's obviously been a 
A pretty uh, chaotic spell for Aberdeen He's happy with the way the squad's looking now Especially after adding Marley Watkins to his group Delighted to go over the line As I say, six points out of six for these two games Gives us encouragement for the season ahead The squad getting stronger, men are coming back And I think the encouraging debut of Marley will, you know, Is exactly why the tighter striker we wanted Because I do think he's a tighter striker That can play with a main, with a Cosgrove, with an Edmondson And for me... Uh, Getting him in was was a great bit of business. We're watching the season. Everybody else's season got up and running. You're watching with envy. You're desperate to get your boys back with a pre-season of seven seven and a half weeks training and just training and desperate to to get going. We then disappointed with our, our own performance against Rangers. We then got to wait 19 days and take a kicking and then we then think try to get some positivity again. And the most the best way you can be make every deposit is winning games of football. You know we scored two good goals today. We threatened to score a couple more. It could have been a bit more comfortable for us in the end second half, but at this stage of the season, you ask any manager, it's just all about getting those three points and looking for those improvements as we go along. Well, and all of a sudden, for all the all the pre-season doubters and then all the the, the chaos that followed with the COVID eight, mm. they're back to winning games of football. But Friday looms large because the SFA will deal with the COVID eight, uh, and that could cause. Unbelievable disruption to Derek McInnes's plans uh, to get six points out of six yes. at this particular time. Terrific! Uh, I think Ryan Hedges has brought life to the team. Uh, the goal he created for Scott Wright, marvelous work. Um, they've got the European tie on Thursday against Runovic, but that really ought not to be a major problem for Aberdeen. However, Friday at Hamden, eight players will be judged on their conduct going out and breaching COVID-19 protocols well, and that could have an immense uh, effect. Let's focus on the positives yeah, for now because we'll deal with that later in the week. I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever. Um, it was a lovely goal. I think you yes. mentioned it at the top of the show, didn't you? The, yeah, the it was giving a, goal was brilliant. A, a, a double one-two. We don't yeah. see them too often and um, finished well and again another decent victory. It's, it's vastly important When you look at The the start they've had The difficulty For 19 days Of been battered For Pillar to post Trying to bat it away Trying to protect his players Having players out You know McKenna uh, Considine Important players as well Gordon So to get the two wins uh, Is absolutely brilliant It buys them breathing space And lifts the whole Training ground And as Hugh said There's obviously an issue In a few days time But let yeah. them enjoy this At the moment And what about The squad Because again So much Said about the absence of Sam Cosgrove and Curtis Main. Um, they then brought in Ryan Edmondson as as another option, and he got injured as well. Uh, but adding Marley Watkins, one yeah. of the Scottish Cup winners with Inverness, you'll remember. Yeah. He's since gone down the road and enjoyed pretty you know decent spells with the likes of Barnsley, Norwich, Bristol City, um, and he was chucked straight in um, yeah. at the weekend. It's, and it's understandable. He's got a pedigree, Gordon. You've just mentioned Barnsley, Norwich, so it's a good level of football. He's coming back up the road. Um, and you can see his enthusiasm He wants to work with this guy Because he knows what he can actually bring to the table So I think he'll be a big addition for them um, What about Hibs then? Still flying high Credit to They're them great. Yeah but without a doubt Sometimes you need a wee rubbery green They most certainly got that at the weekend And the, and the penalty with uh, Stevie Mallon Just blasted right down the middle So it's an important three points Gordon Yeah, Jack Ross says they got lucky When Callum Hendry's goal yeah. Was wrongly ruled out for offside But he was you know, happy with how they managed To find a way to Win a tough game. The result was fantastic. Um, coming to a difficult away venue, I think you go to any away venue in the Premiership and you win a game, you're delighted. For the first half, we were good. Thought we played well. Um, second half, not so well. 
and we had to make changes to try and affect the game. Um, we probably had as many of our opposite players on the pitch at the end of the game as we could, and we still weren't playing particularly fluidly, but we found a way to win the game. And um, I think as long as you, you defend resiliently, as we have done over the course of the season, you always give yourself that opportunity to win the match. Yeah, I, I watched the half-time, and it, it looks like he was. I actually thought he was onside at the time as well. You know, I, I was probably frustrated at the manner of the goal. We can see these in, um, obviously, relieved to see the flag going up, but... Um, we'll take it. I thought we had, you know, I thought first couple of minutes we had a corner that Martin maybe had an argument for a for a penalty as well. But certainly that that decision went for us at that time in the game. As well, much as it was clearly the wrong decision, absolutely no doubt about it. Is is it not still quite difficult for linesmen? Is this not the whole point? Is this not the whole VAR discussion? Because it's not like someone was standing still. Callum Hendry is moving in one direction move, yeah, As yeah. Daryl Horgan moves in the other And Daryl Horgan is at the back Of you know five, five other players or whatever it was Can, can we cut the, the assistant any slack? Yeah, because it's the naked eye um, Jack Ross says With his naked eyes He thought the player was onside And he was questioning his team's Defending at that point With his naked eye The assistant referee Saw something else And he got it wrong That is why VAR was brought into being uh, The naked eye In the modern day game Is not enough I, I actually think it's a lot easier Than you know If Jack Ross is looking for 50, 60 yards away And seeing the guy Kind of doing the crossover If he's looking along that line Gordon For me He must see that You're a tough man to please Right let's leave it there We're looking for Five Frenchmen That have scored in Champions League finals Full time At Clyde1.com That's the address So please send your questions in You've got Karim Benzema Basil Bolly And Zinedine Zidane I've got five more Right you ready for it Five more? Yeah five Quick go 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 Leboeuf No Desai Yes Djokaev No Is it Lizarazu The the fullback Don't worry about who you say Uh, It's wrong Are you alright? Conan from there on night He's French isn't he yeah, so, yeah Born in Paris Yeah. So, so, show me your Show me your thought process As to why You left the guy Who did it last night Right to the end because And then just, And then could, it, could Barely get it, it. Yeah, But why Why was that Not first Because I was thinking About last night <laughs> I was thinking about French players That I'd actually played against But now that you've Written them down You, you put Frank LaBeouf Ahead of Kingsley Coleman In your well, initially I was just playing with guys that I played against. You know, you, you, you it's played not with how you start; it's how you right. finish. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that the five? Yeah, that's the five. Sure, that's the first time you've done this. You did it in the weirdest order ever. But anyway, we got there. Thank you, Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all your calls and tweets. It was a really, really busy show. It always is. Um, so apologies if you couldn't get through. But we're back tomorrow night at six o'clock. Roger Hanna and Gordon Dale. We would love for you to join us. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next.